1: You are listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast brought to you by Birmingham Live.
0: Hello and welcome back to a bonus episode of the Claret and Blue podcast. We've got a special guest today joining me. Jordan, thanks for coming over all the way from Leicester. Never problem, done Thanks for having me. Um, obviously big game this week on Wednesday the first the first leg of the semi-final of the Carabao Cup uh, if you'd have said at the start of the season we'd be in the semi-final of the cup I would probably would have said nah well have, I can't see it but here we are uh, generally just on paper first of all and um, you look at that tie Aston Villa against Leicester over two legs how, how do you feel about that?
1: Well fairly positive uh, from a Leicester point of view I think it's the um, you know when the draw was made it was the the tie that lots of Leicester fans would have picked out yeah um, every team in the draw would have picked Villa when they Yeah, the I th- I, possibly, yes. I, mean, I think particularly because there was it, the draw was just after the game at Villa Park where Leicester won fairly comfortably. Yeah. Um, so yes, I think there was the general feeling was that Leicester had got the, the best draw um, and, you know, there's a real optimism that they could get to the, um, you know, a, a, a cup final at Wembley. It's the first time Leicester had been in the semi final of any competition uh for twenty years. Um mad. So yeah. Um which you know so, so it's a really big deal that they've they've made it this far. Um, you know, in that time they've been, you know, they've reached the they've been knocked out by like Wickham in the FA Cup quarter
0: final. The oh, we've got some stories of being knocked out by some Yeah, They've been knocked out
1: by Atletico Madrid in the Champions League quarter final. So, you know, it's a real wide range of teams. Yeah. Um and they've finally they finally managed to do it. So um yeah, it's a it's a huge game for Leicester and I think they'll be
0: feeling fairly positive going into it. Before we get too far into this, if you can just explain who you are. Oh, All <laughs> right, yes, yeah, sorry. i cuz um, we know each other but for the audience that don't know. Yes, yeah, so I'm are, yeah. uh
1: Jordan John Blackwell. I am the uh Leicester Mercury and Leicestershire Lives uh Leicester City correspondent uh sort of following the the club home and away, uh keeping on
0: top of things. Um uh and it's a very
1: enjoyable job to do at the uh, moment uh, yeah. cuz we get to see them win most weeks, so. <laughs>
0: Um, I don't know whether we're allowed to even talk about this or not but are you were Leicester fan. Uh
1: I am, yes, okay. yeah. Um before I got the uh before I got the job I was a season ticket holder so. Nice. Um living the dream. Yeah. I think it, I think I'm, I think I'm allowed to admit that I'm a Leicester fan. So um but yes, yeah, so it's been uh, it's been really good the fact that it's um sort of coincided with maybe even the best sort of five year Period in the
0: club's history is um is particularly exciting. Yeah, nice. Um, so going back to the game at Villa Park earlier this season, we did a podcast after it, and obviously we're not silly enough to sit there and go, "Oh, well, how annoying to be beaten by Leicester, second in the league, or, or, or wherever you were." Um, but I felt that day in particular, as much as Leicester were good, we were we were poor that day, and we kind of made you look even better than you were, kind of thing. That we didn't really show much fight, and we weren't particularly great. How did you assess that game from a Leicester perspective, and what what did you think of Villa?
1: Um, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say that. I think uh, I wouldn't say that. Uh, I thought Villa did particularly badly. I didn't think defensively they were were that organised, which yeah. I think makes a team look worse. Um, but I mean, the first ten minutes, you know, I felt like Leicester were having real trouble with. Um, with Villa, particularly because Leicester changed their formation, they went to this diamond midfield. They didn't quite have the width. Um, and I think they were kind of overloaded, um, particularly on Leicester's right-hand side. So Villa's left, I think, with Matt Target running down the wing. Yeah. Uh, there was a few times where he was able to... He had loads of space to get crosses in. I think he, he played one low ball that Algarzy hit the bar. Yes. Um, you, know, and it, you know, if that had gone in, it yeah. might, might have been a different game. Um, but... I think after that first ten minutes, Leicester kind of worked it out, and I think from there they they really dominated. And I think it was yeah, Villa seemed to lack organisation at the back. Obviously, it didn't help that that Ming's got uh, injured. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it seems like Leicester created a lot of chances that game. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I I wouldn't say Villa played badly. Um, I thought going forward they looked pretty good. Um, but yeah, I think Leicester were were clearly the the. Uh, the more well-rounded team and the more organised team.
0: Yeah, the tactical switch to play more narrow against us almost kind of bamboozled us a little bit to go, oh, I almost don't know what to do now. Like everything we kind of would usually do by playing, why we can't do that anymore. We've seen a little bit sort of more na- now what? Yeah, Just but I think, it's, um,
1: I think it was a case of Rodgers actually realising that oh, yeah, how good Villa are. I think that in the sense that he, he, he knew that the, the players in the middle, particularly with... Although Grealish I think his official position was was left wing. Yeah. He, he cuts in all the time and then you've also got uh, McGinn in there and Douglas Louise. And I think Rogers was very keen because of the time to play. I mean Rogers in the in the lead up to the game, Rogers said that he tried to sign McGinn. Um when he was at, yeah, when yeah. he was Celtic manager, said he came round to his house and everything, but Villa managed to to convince him, um, Didn't make
0: him a nice cup of tea or something. And yeah, that, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: he said that. Yeah, he said I had a nice long chat with him, but couldn't um, <laughs> but couldn't convince him, and he ended up going to Villa a couple of weeks later. Um, but uh, yes, yeah, so I think he realised that's maybe where Villa were best. Yeah, um, and so that's why he kind of packed that midfield with indeedy Tielemans, Pratt and Madison. Um, you know, and the you know, all four of those are very talented players in their own right, but they've they've been playing very well together. Um, so it yeah, it it did work and they managed to kind of um restrict that threat from the middle, um, so that Villa's only real route was was down the wings. Yeah. Um and yeah, I said that they had that chance at the start, but beyond that, Leicester kind of worked it out, and they managed to sort of stop creating too too many
0: opportunities. Funny enough, the last time we played Leicester, we did our podcast, and we didn't even mention the whole Grealish versus Madison thing. We kind of got to the end of it, like so, oh, didn't even mention that, like the thing that everyone's talking about. So we did like a special episode with the guys up from the, well they're based at the Little Ball Echo, and they do a lot of the, the stats and stuff for the for the company as a whole, and they recorded a podcast for us about Grealish and Madison from a stats perspective, right, okay. which is still. Relevant now, it's on our iTunes feed somewhere. I'll put a link uh, in the in the YouTube video if you are watching. What do you think about those two players? It, it, it's obviously maybe some biases you are a Leicester and I am a Villa fan. Is Madison the better player to you? Can, um, you, can you? can you can you separate the two? Are they different players? I think
1: I think they've become different players. Well, I think they're a little bit similar because Leicester Leicester were looked at both when Leicester signed Madison. They looked at both, um, but it turned out that um, I think the 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 biggest point was that Madison was the cheaper player. Mm. Um, you know, I think they managed to get Madison for just over twenty million. I think Grealish would have cost a lot more than that. Um, so I think they're obviously both players that the, the club like. I think the in terms of the comparison between them, I. I don't really like to compare them because I think they're, yeah. they're, you know, they're both very good players and it feels like when you're comparing them, you're saying that one of them is rubbish, but well, it's clearly not the case. Um, I think Madison's game has changed slightly this season, so it's difficult to compare them now yeah. um, because he has to do a lot more defensive work. Um, because he's last season, he was an out-and-out out number 10, didn't really have any defensive duties. His main job was to create and score goals. This season... Um, He's playing as a what rogers calls a number eight which is kind of means you're more of an an all round box to boxing field and yeah. actually madison's you wouldn't think Madison's the sort of player because he's kind of he's flamboyant in you know um you wouldn't assume he's the sort of player that could get stuck in but actually he's done a really good job of that but I think that's probably you know then if you were to compare the stats maybe you wouldn't see that Madison. Has done as well in an attacking sense because he's got more defensive duties. Yeah. I, in terms of goals, I know he's already eclipsed his total from last season. Um, but is that Madison? Yeah. Yeah, because Jack, uh, uh, done I know same, Jack yeah. Yeah, has done that. Yeah, uh, Grealish has done that as well. Um, you know, for, particularly for Grealish to to eclipse last season when he was in the Championship last season, he's yeah. very, very good. Um, and but I, I think Grealish has got a few more assists than Madison has this season, which is that's the area that Madison's not quite. Been quite as good, I think maybe because there's not an onus on him to do all the creative work now. Yeah, because Telemis is in the team as well, and the wide players are expected to to create more. Um, so Madison's only real kind of, you know, he I think he last season he was the, he had the most key passes in the which like as in terms of chances created in the league. Um, he won't be that this season just because his role has changed. Yeah, um, but. Yes, they're both clearly very good players, but you know,
0: I, would always, I would always choose Madison over Grealish. <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? Because like, when you say some of those things, there, about being a number eight, being a bit more box-to-box, having to do a bit more defensive duties, I'm thinking, that sounds like Jack Grealish. Oh, like, really? like, oh, right, he, okay. He's had yeah. to do a bit more of that, and he does it better than you would, you would expect. He isn't, he isn't playing number 10 and for the last I don't know, seven or eight games. He's played out starting on the left and, and coming inside. He's moved back into midfield, which I, I prefer him in, in that role. I guess the difference is and I suppose this is asking you to kind of look into a crystal ball a little bit Madison is playing a team that is second in the league and there's a lot of quality players in there Jack Grealish is head and shoulders above the rest of the Villa squad and on a stats perspective is better than Madison so would it kind of work in the sense that if Madison was in a a weaker team, would he shine as much, or would he kind of stand out more because the onus is on him? Whereas Jack Grealish is doing well in a poorer team, so Jack Grealish goes and plays for Leicester or Liverpool or whoever, and is he even better. Like it's, it's yeah, those- I think,
1: yeah, I I agree with that point. I think um, yes, I think it's a case that Madison wouldn't look um, as good in a in a poorer team. Um, he needs. He needs the ball to work with. I think he's one area that he's very good is the way he maneuvers space for himself. Yeah. Um, in terms of you know the body feints and things like that, I think that's where he's he's very very good. Um, but uh, yeah, I think if he was playing in a in a weaker team, maybe you wouldn't see him um, because I think
0: in a weaker team you generally have less of the ball. Um, that's the thing for Jack because he's the star man even though we're a weaker team he gets the ball often because yeah. it's just, just give it to Jack and let him do his thing
1: yeah but maybe that's yeah maybe that would be the case if Madison was playing in a certainly because that was the case
0: last season I I'm think. not saying for the Villa fans watching that our team is poor besides Jack he's just so much better yeah. than everyone else that it just kind of feel like just give it to him and he'll do something out of nothing and we'll rely on that a little yeah
1: bit. maybe that was the case of Leicester last season but I think because the team as a whole is much better this season yeah yeah um, Maybe there's it's not a case of oh, we need to get the ball to Madison. It doesn't really matter who it goes to, it doesn't matter if it goes to Tielemans or Perez on the right, Barnes on the left, or whoever's playing out wide. Um, Just one of those four has eventually (laughs) got to get it to Vardy. Uh, Whereas last season it was only Madison that could get it to Vardy. Um, So, yes, I think, but I I agree with your point there that I think, um, although Grealish's numbers are very impressive, even you know, just in general they are particularly impressive given he's playing for a, a
0: team you know uh, towards the bottom of the league. Yeah, we're both not foolish enough to th- sit here and think, oh yeah, well, Grealish is better, so Madison is is poor, yeah. um, and vice versa. For me, both should be in the England squad. Yeah, Jack, yeah. T- in, in my biased opinion, I think is good enough to start for England, let alone just be in, be in around the squad. I don't know whether you can get away with a team with Madison and Grealish playing together. No, no. no. Um, but, I don't know, who knows, maybe. Maybe that is the Yeah, options. they've
1: certainly got the, they're the sort of technical... Players that you would want in an England team, I think yeah. you, you occasionally, occasionally feels like the the kind of the runners and the workhorses are picked over the the real special players. Um, but I think you know, in terms of excitement and bringing excitement to the national team, Madison and Grealish are
0: the sorts of players that you want yeah. in the side. Yeah, because I look at Grealish as without doubt the best player that I've I've seen. I'm only twenty four, so, so I've got it's been a lot of poor years of watching Villa yeah. so it's not hard but without doubt he's he's such a unique talent Jack that you kind of look at that for, from an England perspective and think how could that not be enough for Paul to get him in the squad there was a clip from Southgate earlier this season talking about like oh he's playing out on the left and you've got Sancho and Sterling it's like well yeah he's not, he's not better than players like that but he's not really a, a left winger He's a, yeah. he's a midfielder playing out wide in a Villa team because that's the system we're playing at the moment he's such like an individual unique talent that there's just something about him that's attractive to watch, the way he kind of floats around the ball and can, and just holds the ball long enough to get the pass to somebody. And the way, he'll, I mean, the amount of times you see him kind of just drop the shoulder to the right and then curl the ball, top bins against yeah. Man United, the one against uh, against Burnley as well, you, you just know he's going to do it, but people can't stop it because he's yeah. just so kind of elegant on the ball. And I've not seen enough of Madison to say that he's not that. But for him, again, from a bias perspective, I look at Jack as being... <laughs> I can't not say that Jack isn't a better player, yeah. Because I just think he's so much better than most players of that um, position. That I mean, the fact that he plays for Villa and we're struggling relegation, like it's, that's mad to me that he's not better than that level already. Yeah. Um, but between the two, the whole kind of comparison of you, know, you see things on Twitter, a poll here and there like this, retweet that, so. What's the point? They're both good yeah, players. Yeah, come, come yeah, do you think
1: it's a do you think it's a case that they would Villa's survival is necessary to,
0: to keep him A hundred percent If oh, we okay. if we go down, he's gone. Right. And okay, I kind yeah. of you can't begrudge him of that any longer, I don't <laughs> no, think as yeah. a villa fan, I thought he'd go the year we went down. Yeah, yeah. Um the year that we didn't go up, I thought, okay, well, he's done. he's done a year in the championship, he'll go now. The fact that we got to hold on to him for as long as we did managed to get promoted and he's still there he's now the captain yeah that's it's such like a, a nice story to be able to follow that he's kind of he's one of us he's kind of living our dream yeah if we go down he definitely leaves and you, uh, you know I wouldn't complain that Villa would would need the money as well and he I, mean, I don't know what would you what would, what would you rate him for it? What, what's his oh, I think in the I mean obviously because there's a lot of transfer rumours around
1: James Madison at the minute and kind of thinking about his price tag I think Grealish would be in a similar amount but I think you're looking at I mean, yeah. I would say you're looking at 50 plus, oh, I would say at, at least maybe 60 plus. For his left foot. Um, <laughs> I think, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. You kind of have to, you kind of have to base these numbers on previous transfers and that Leicester got £80 million for Harry Maguire means yeah. that kind of, I think, I think to say you know, it's not going to happen, um, but say Madison, someone like Madison did leave, they would the fee would be compared to the Maguire fee, and I think they'd think, "Oh, okay, well, if Maguire's gone for eighty million, we want at least eighty million for Madison, yeah. you know, as, as good a player." Um, so, yes, I think you, the uh, Villa would be in for a windfall if if they did sell Grealish because yeah, because there would be a lot of teams interested, and they would be able to get a big fee. But of
0: course, I'm sure they would rather stay up and yeah, keep yeah, him. <laughs> exactly, that's the thing. There's a difference between cash value of what this player is actually worth, which is probably I don't know, somebody would probably realistically pay sixty, seventy million for him. To Villa, he's worth a hundred million plus. Yeah, because he is key to us staying up, and we get a hundred million plus for staying in the league. He's he's that valuable to us as a player. And also, he's would he go for a hundred million? No, because no. somebody wouldn't offer that, and we'd we'd accept less. I think. But to Aston Villa, he's irreplaceable, and we would need that kind of money to even consider replacing
1: him. Yeah, and also, it's the, the, I mean, it's not something that's ever considered in a value in a transfer fee, but there's the the personal connection as well. And mm. the fact that he is a, you yeah. know, he's a, a Villa lad, if you like, um, you know, he's, he's, he's a, he's a local player. So it kind of, those things never factored into, to transfer fees, but in terms of, a uh, the feeling
0: towards him, you know, uh, that probably does add to, to fans. It adds, yeah, yeah. A, you know, a, you know, another 10 or so, uh, million <laughs> onto it. Well, we'll, we'll move away from, uh, targeting our best players. To, <laughs> yeah, to sales yeah, yeah. Cause I oh, <laughs> definitely don't want that, they definitely don't want that day to come. Um, Back to Wednesday, um, or tomorrow, as this comes out, both teams will play a full-strength full, a full strength 11 We were kind of talking before the cameras started rolling that you can't use an excuse of, oh, a cup run is a distraction. Like the, two, the two games are scheduled in now, and there's one more. Like you might, yeah, as well, yeah. you might as well absolutely go for it now. It's not like the FA Cup where you look at it and go, oh, we've got six rounds before we get to the final or whatever. Like, we're here now, two-legged uh, tie, us being home second, count that as some kind of advantage if we're still in, in the first leg obviously if we lose the first leg five nil then there's no point playing the second one but if we can kind of come away with it with a, a one nil defeat a draw if we can nick a win maybe I, i'd fancy you're saying it in the, in the one-off game at villa park but I mean, leicester are just such a good side and we're not playing great at the moment that i am slightly concerned um for your guys you've got to be looking at that as a We've, we've we've got to be making the final here, surely. Yeah, I
1: think the fact that they're that they're favourites, um, kind of. Yeah, there will be there will be. A, I suppose there's a pressure with that, but it's, yeah. to be honest, it's something that Leicester have dealt really well with this season. I think Leicester's record against um, teams outside the top seven this season they've won every single one, apart from one where they drew to Norwich. Um, but you know that's. That's a really good record for when you yeah. when you are favourites um, in games. So there's a, yeah, I think they've they've dealt with that that pretty that that tag pretty well this season. Yes, they they will definitely be playing a full strength team. Um, I think it's uh, you know I think there's a, a real hunger for silverware in, at the club. I think a lot if you haven't spoken to a lot of the players they said that once they won that and i know that it's not quite the same team as the as the title winning team from um 4 years ago but they say having that experience of winning silverware yeah. makes you want even more which you would think well maybe you would be satisfied once you've won one thing particularly winning the premier <laughs> league when they were absolutely not expected to but no actually they say they want they want to win even more yeah um so and i know it's the league cup is probably the lesser of the three domestic trophies but it's still it's still, um, still a trophy. It's still yeah, yeah. a medal. It's still an extra something on your Wikipedia page. It's, um, <laughs> anyone can update those. Oh, yes. actually, that's a good point. Yeah, um, but uh, yes, yeah, so I think it's um, it's a, it's a real big deal for the for both the club, the fans, and, and and the
0: players. Obviously, I would ask you to kind of look at the Villa side and say who who would you be concerned about? But there's basically one answer, and that's obviously Jack Grealish. Yeah. From the other perspective, is the kind of a standout player, or maybe maybe a underrated is probably the better word player from Leicester that we should be concerned about it's obviously a Vardy or a, a Tielemans are players that you look at and go yes obvious obvious qualities there's somebody that's kind of is maybe a bit of an underdog that we, we need to be wary of yeah it's difficult to say from my point of view because I feel like I've been really bigging up
1: all of the players this <laughs> season I think I think the um I think indeed he goes unnoticed a little bit, but that's mainly because of the role he does. Yeah, you know, in terms of mopping up and making tackles and and things like that. Um, but he really ensures that Leicester dominate in the midfield. Um, but again, he's not he's not that type of player that that you wouldn't you would never refer to him as a danger man because he's not he doesn't have that kind of threat.
0: Yeah, but I think um, but a danger from stopping us. You know, if he's stuck on Grealish for the game. Oh that yeah, he Aston Villa. Yeah. yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. Um, it's looking from the other point of view. I think the I think we often kind of even in my lifetime the kind of the role of the fullback has changed and I think they're now I mean when I played Sunday League and I was a right back it was very much I, I was only a defender <laughs> Yeah. Uh, occasionally you overlap your winger but not really that often um, but nowadays there are essentially attacking players and I think yeah. Leicester do have very good ones and I think I know Liverpool's a Liverpool's fullbacks are talked about um, often as you know this kind of the the modern examples of, of how a, how a fullback should play. But I think Leicester Leicester's are very good, and I think Ricardo Pereira is extremely good. Um, and even though he is a right back, um, he is one of Leicester's most creative players and one of the most talented players. Um, so, and I think sometimes that's because the the players playing further forward, like Vardy, Madison, and Telemans, take uh, the limelight a little bit. He sometimes doesn't get quite as much um, credit as he deserves but he is I mean he's Leicester's reigning player of the season and he could well win it again this year uh, he's been playing that consistently well um, so
0: yeah I would say he's probably one to to, to wash out for the difficulty of that as well is that our left side is probably the weak the weak point um, Matt Target was playing there <laughs> averagely I would say he's traditionally you would say he's more of an attacking wing back rather than a full back Going forward, I don't think he's amazing. He's better than Neil Taylor, who's the alternative. Defensively, he's looked very shaky. He's injured now. Right. And I, I think he's out Wednesday. I've not seen anything, but he didn't play against Burnley. And Neil Taylor had to play. I mean, it was the, Burnley was the first time we switched to a three at the back when you're playing wing backs. And Neil Taylor right. is no for not being great going forward either. Yeah. So if if we persist with the three at the back, which I think we will, we dropped it against Fulham in the cup. Uh, because we, I think we're saving our centre-backs essentially. Tyra Mings didn't play, Grealish wasn't even in the squad, etc. Um, Smith kind of said that you know, we've got big games in January and this isn't really a priority. It's, it's kind of sad as that is for the, for the FA Cup. We've got the Cup semi-final and three league games I think left in January still. So, you know, big games there that take priority. If we persist with that three at the back and Neil Taylor is having to play wing-back against a very good full-back on the other side for, for Leicester, that's a bit of a concern. Um and actually, I was, I think if, if Leicester think that Villa are
1: going to play with three at the back, Leicester might copy them. Do you think? Uh, Leicester did that at Newcastle, um, on New Year's Day, which they'd not played it all season. They played Newcastle who played with three centre backs and the wing backs. Wow, okay. And Leicester changed their formation to go, to match them man for man. Um, and it worked. They won 3 0. They were, the dominant. Um, so yeah, they might do that, although Leicester's only problem now is that, with two centre backs being injured in the FA Cup game on Saturday, yeah. they're actually down to two out and out centre backs. Albeit Christian Fuchs can play on the left side of a three man uh, defence, but they, you know, if, if then one of them those three was to get injured, they wouldn't have anybody to play that uh, to continue that. Um, so that 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 yeah that would be an interesting one. As I think if Leicester if Leicester were to match up man for man, I think you would say that they have the the quality and certainly. It frees up like Ricardo on the, as right wing back and Chilwell yeah. as left wing back. They are the sorts of players that re- really prosper um, as wing backs because
0: there's slightly fewer defensive duties for them. Yeah, it is an interesting one because that that Leicester game when when you've switched it to be more uh, compact in the middle kind of makes you look at this as a more tactical battle between the managers. Whereas if, like you say, we're going we do go with this through at the back, which I think we will and I think we should because we looked better against Burnley than we have for the, the last five or six games at least we looked to have more time on the ball a bit more control admittedly I thought Burnley were very poor I think they'll be mm. they'll be down there this year you kind of look at Burnley away as a like, oh, tough place to go it's not actually anymore <laughs> it's a bit of a, a, you know, a season or two out of date now um, but we looked more comfortable the only issue with that is that you've got your striker gets an ACL <laughs> yeah. and your goalkeeper gets the same so the ch- changes are going to be made for Villa to their start 11 I don't think we're going to sign anybody before Wednesday if we do I would assume people are going to be cup tied anyway so we've got Jonathan Codger who's likely to play up front unless we stick a winger up front or something which I'm not a fan of doing things like that and you're probably playing three at the back for the second time this season against a, a Leicester side that look comfortable at whatever they do so I don't want to be too pessimistic about it because Obviously, my real fan. I want us to go out and win every game, but you can't help look at Leicester away in the cup when there's you know as much as us getting to a final would be massive as well for you. It's a, a big thing, especially for this season. If you kind of finish in the top four, maybe finish second and win the win the Carabao Cup. That's a, a great season. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot on the line. I kind of just look at it and think, oh, I'm a little bit concerned for Villa here. I don't. I'm not sure we're going to be able to get to the final.
1: Yeah, I think it's. A, I think maybe if it was a regular for you know a regularity for Leicester that they were in this position maybe there would be a case where um where Villa could take advantage of that, but I think because it's been so long that Leicester mm. have been in this position,
0: I think they are going to be totally focused on can, on this. When, um, when the draw came out, I wanted Man United, which probably tells you one yeah. Man United I don't want, they used to be in. The, I'm quite scared of Leicester. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. I want Man United in, in a two-legged game.
1: Yeah, well, that's the yeah. I think that's that's the thing. I think Leicester have have really proven that they are uh, you know they're a team to be fitted Yeah, yeah. Uh, and particularly uh, you mentioned the the Villa injuries there you know other than you know a couple of sort of uh reserve uh, also backup center backs Leicester don't really have any so they will be able to I don't know, Vardy's missed a, f- a few games but he is expected to be fit um uh, for Wednesday so i think it's a yeah Leicester of you know every, everything is pointing towards um a Leicester win but football not um, work like that no maybe, it doesn't, maybe no. there's a chance um, of um, and i know we were we were speaking before about the 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 second leg is actually the yes. there is a little bit more hope there for um, for Villa because of the way the sort of the fixtures have fallen um, with Leicester with Leicester being in the fourth round of the FA Cup uh, and Villa not being I think it's um, Leicester will only have like a, a two day break yeah let's, let's, let's
0: check how it how it lies I think Villa have got a full week um, Play midweek on the twenty first against Watford which is a massive game by the way. You play on the twenty second, yeah, Hans which is West Ham is the yeah. Wednesday, um, and then the twenty fifth is FA Cup fourth round, which obviously we won't be in. And then the the game, the second leg for us to be at home is the twenty eighth, which is the Tuesday. So we play Tuesday, Tuesday, and you play Wednesday, Saturday, Tuesday. Yeah. So there's a day. Three of games rest in seven days for the last three year. games in seven days, which I mean, obviously, a lot of that uh, we're talking two week, two weeks well more now. If you win the first leg three 0 the second leg's largely irrelevant. <laughs> I'd struggle to see else turning yeah. a big deficit around. But if it's one all or something on Wednesday, and then we're coming back to Villa Park with an advantage, the home advantage, and you've played an extra game to us and had a day's less rest, you know, if, you know, you might get an injury to Vardy or whatever. Like yeah. we're being very hypothetical because we can only be that so far ahead of time. But the whole dynamic of the tie shifts then, as of today on. Uh, 6th of January I'm looking at it going oh there's no way we make it to Wembley if Wednesday kind of goes our way and then the second leg is, is favourable as well all of a sudden you're going yeah, yeah I quite fancy us all of a sudden yeah no. well
1: that's the thing it can, it can all turn around um, I think that's you know there's I do think that the two-legged aspect to it kind of takes away the look element i think yeah um in it, a one-off it, game anything could, could happen yeah, couldn't it? yeah i think you 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 know have 180 minutes kind of um yeah you know, normally the better team um goes through when it's 180 minutes but it wasn't wasn't that long ago i started to bring it up but it wasn't that long ago the bradford beat Aww. villa in a two-legged semi-final Ter- so you know terrible it, memories it, saying, that 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 should be the game that, that <laughs> gives villa a little bit of hope i think yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> so to kind of wrap it up then because Again, we we fall into the trap of being a bit too hypothetical over team selections and things because so so much can change. We're recording this on a Monday, so even two days before the game, things things could change. Um, if you had to put your neck on the line for a score prediction for Wednesday first, what what, what do you what do you say
1: for Wednesday? I will say three one. I don't think Leicester will keep a clean sheet. Okay. Um, uh, I think just because of the way that the Villa play, having having, having seen them, you know, um. A couple of times, but obviously the mainly the the game at Villa Park, I felt like they were you know they were quite attacking. Um, so I think there's there'll be enough players there uh, to get at least a goal. But I think Leicester, yeah, I think Leicester will create plenty and they'll have all their their best sort of attacking talents on the, uh, on the pitch. So I'll say, oh yeah, I'll say three one. Do you think the tie will be over on Wednesday? Do you think that'll be enough? Oh, I don't. I think with two goals in it. No, I don't think it
0: will be over after the first leg. No, okay. I um. hope it isn't. Obviously, <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and go, "Oh yeah, I think it's always going to be over in the first leg." Um, I don't know. I like to think maybe if we kind of things go our way a little bit, we're in such a besides Burnley, where we look better, we're in a bad runner form. Mm. We're, we're, we're not down the bottom for for you know bad luck. If we can nick a draw. I think that's a very successful result. Kind of it's one of those, my head tells me we're probably going to lose my heart says, oh, come on, Villa, you might do it. You might do it. I had a, I did a podcast um before I worked here and we did have predictions for the start of the year and I put League Cup win Villa, brackets, why not? So I go,
1: yeah. Well, the thing, I, why not? It, you're supposed to you're supposed to dream. That's the yeah, thing. Exactly. I think uh, even with Leicester in the league at the minute, I think, I can't, don't know how many points Liverpool are clear at the minute. Is it 13, I think, with a game it's in hand? Night, yeah. Um, Ridiculous. And it seems, it's obviously so unlikely that Leicester would, would win the league. But. You gotta let people. You yeah. gotta let people actually dream and you know be, got four, be optimistic four about four it. Four months of football um, left
0: yeah What's the point if you get yeah. up now? <laughs>
1: yeah, that's the thing. I know. I know. It's kind of well, particularly my job to kind of <laughs> analyze things from a you know from a realistic standpoint. But I'm all for fans. You know, having yeah. having hope, and I think even from a Villa perspective, they've got to go into this game f- feeling positive, even the fact that they've made it to a semi final in the final four. Yeah you know, on a pure probability basis, there's 25% chance that they'll win it. Yeah. Um, I, so like it. I like it. this. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds better, not it?
0: That's one of those, isn't it? If, if Wednesday kind of, you know, all it takes is a, I, mean, I don't know whether the VAR is in, in use, by the way. But yeah, it, I think it is. It, yeah. it only takes something like that going away that you get horrible goal chalks off for a toenail being offside and we yeah. scrap a goal off somebody's backside and we're 1-0 up and everything's totally, that's what, for, what what makes football so good, isn't it? Yeah, the, the yeah un- definitely. The unpredictability yeah. of yeah. it. Yeah, um, But yeah, it's one of those. I I struggle to kind of look ahead and think, oh yeah, I can book my trip to to Wembley, but who knows? Mm. Dream the dream. Um, So I think that pretty much wraps up our little Leicester Villa special we'll probably have another chat before the second leg depending on how the tight goes yeah the moods the moods <laughs> might be quite different if, if we're if we're four 0 down at halftime on Wednesday we won't be doing another video um so thank you to anyone that's that's watched this on YouTube or listened on Spotify, Acast or iTunes if you want to leave us a nice little positive review that would be lovely uh thanks to Jordan for coming over from Leicester for I a start That's a, a nice bonus for me to not have to leave the office to, to the East <laughs> Midlands uh, so thank you for that and um, we'll see who the best team wins on, on Wednesday night.
1: Yeah, fingers crossed it's Leicester.
0: Not for us. <laughs> Don't forget you want on a Villa podcast Oh, still. yeah, sorry. <laughs> That's on. Thanks, mate. Cheers. Enjoyed it. Thank you for listening to Claret and Blue, and Aston Villa podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please let us know. We love hearing your feedback. We'll be back
1: soon with another episode. Until then, up the Villa.